0: Welcome to episode number 18 of Jonathan's Verdicts. I'm your host, Jonathan Simeone. To all of those affected by Hurricane Harvey, I want to say my thoughts and heart are with you during this traumatic, terrible time. Honestly, there aren't sufficient words to describe the sympathy I have for your situations. As those of us who can relax and enjoy the Labor Day weekend do, I know the people of Texas, Louisiana, and all of the states affected by Harvey will continue being part of my thoughts. The title of this episode is Disagreement and Understanding Must Coexist. The verdict for this episode is we shouldn't have to agree to share respect. I was prompted to record this podcast by recent experiences I've had in political groups on Facebook. While I am an active member of several Democratic and or progressive groups, I also follow some groups of Trump supporters I follow the Trump groups because I like to see what people with opinions very different from mine are saying. In the aftermath of Trump's pardoning Sheriff Joe Arpaio, I decided to share my thoughts about the pardon in several groups, including a group that supports Trump. I posted the same exact text in all of the groups. Arpaio and Trump are racist. At this point, no reasonable person can disagree. But there is one part of the pardon story that demands more attention than it's getting. A judge correctly found that Arpaio's practice of forcing people not suspected of any criminal activity to prove their status at a moment's notice violated the Fourth Amendment to the Constitution's prohibition against unlawful search and seizure. For 18 months, Arpaio, a sheriff, ignored the court order. He didn't even bother to file an appeal. He simply kept racial profiling as if the judge had never spoken. Arpaio believed he was the entire lawmaking apparatus. There couldn't be a more obvious case of contempt. I understand why the Trump supporters would have a problem with me calling Trump a racist. Maybe I should have removed those words. Removing them may have given me a better chance of engaging members of the group in a substantive discussion of the legitimacy of the pardon and its effect on the rule of law. I left the words about Arpaio and Trump being racist in the post because I was interested in seeing how such a difference of opinion would be tolerated. Over the next few hours, I got several negative comments. Even though I never responded to the negative, in some cases, personal attacks, I was kicked out of the group. A couple of days ago, a story was posted in many places claiming that Mike Pence didn't support the victims of Hurricane Katrina. In looking into this issue, I discovered that Pence wanted to see the cost of the recovery from Katrina offset. However, he voted for the funding bill, even though the cost of the bill wasn't offset. This is what I posted in the Democratic and or progressive groups I follow. Democrats and progressives rightfully are outraged by the number of lies and misleading statements made by the President, members of the administration, and GOP members of Congress. However, Democrats and progressives lose much that could be gained by capitalizing on GOP lies when they engage in dishonest reporting, too. In recent days, many have shared a completely false story Accusing Vice President Pence of quoting the Bible to justify not funding the response to Hurricane Katrina. While it's true that Pence gave a speech on the House floor quoting the Bible and saying the government should offset the funding of the response to Katrina, Pence voted for the bill that provided the necessary funding. I'm no fan of Mike Pence. There are many legitimate charges of hypocrisy and dishonesty that can be supported against him. When the left promotes stories that are completely false, the left becomes just as guilty as the right. How can you argue that truth matters when you are a liar. Again, an argument can be made that I should have taken the time to be clearer in my response. I should have made sure it was understood that those I was speaking of are the irresponsible bloggers and pundits promoting the false story. While I do believe everyone has a responsibility to fact-check things before sharing them, those who at a minimum should know what they are promoting is false should be held to a higher standard. That being said, my post received several negative comments I was cursed at and insulted too. At least none of the left groups tossed me. These situations are small examples of what is really hurting our country. The polarization has become so severe that many simply aren't willing to even read an opinion. That doesn't fit their reality. Many on the left and the right simply ignore facts that don't support what they long ago decided was true. People on both sides have so demonized the other side that everything someone does is automatically bad. In the case of Pence and Katrina, Pence stated his preference and voted the right way, yet he has been vilified and his record on Katrina funding has been distorted by those who have determined him evil and the enemy. When Pence lied about Medicaid, I strongly criticized him. Pence is an outrageous homophobe. Pence has systematically sought the destruction of programs that are vital to so many. There are many legitimate, factual criticisms that can be launched at Pence. His response to Katrina isn't one of them. Unlike Ted Cruz, John Cornyn, and dozens of other Republicans who voted against funding for the victims of Sandy, Pence voted the right way. If the standard is that people are demonized regardless of their voting record on a particular issue, there is little reason for hope. If the standard is that someone with a different opinion can't be heard, there is little reason for hope. If the standard is that someone who agrees with you 99% of the time is suddenly worth cursing at because you don't like facts they share, there is little reason for hope. Those working through the disastrous aftermath of Harvey aren't asking each other which party they support They aren't asking each other how they feel about Trump. I haven't seen people being asked about their immigration status. I want to believe there is a chance the level of cooperation we are now seeing can serve as a reminder of how we should feel about each other and how we should treat each other. Sadly, I believe that the debate over tax reform will encourage too many to lose sight of the stories of heroic rescue and communal cooperation that have been such a source of hope. After all, the effects of Katrina wore off and eventually were replaced with birtherism. Still, I'm going to be optimistic that more of us will remember that people recovering from Harvey and everyone helping in every possible way isn't a Democrat or a Republican. We are all Americans. Thank you for listening to this edition of Jonathan's Verdicts. If you like the podcast, I'd very much appreciate your willingness to share it with your friends. I'll be back soon with another episode of Jonathan's Verdicts.